Let's do this like we haven't ever done this before. All right. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff. It's another episode of the Beer Engine Podcast. Regular type. No year in review. No drippies. None of that. It's just me and Tony with some of our normal, random, gobbledygook. Tony, how are you? I'm pretty damn good. Uh, a little bit worried that I might catch COVID, but aside mm. from that, uh, pretty damn good. How about yourself? Yeah. You've been sort of frying yourself with any sort of water or beer over electronics? What's the go? Well, it's been a little bit rainy here in Vegas, uh, which is, hey, our houses aren't really built for such uh, such behavior, such things. No. So I am in a different room. If any, any of my audio files out there, if I sound a whole different type of bad, uh, it's because I'm, um, I'm in a different room. I have to be in uh, my bedroom slash uh, my wife's office because there was a leak. Uh, some of our, some of our home, homeowner types will know there was a leak. It was coming out of my ceiling fan. That's cool because a bunch of electricity is doing in the being in the ceiling fan. Also, I don't know how anything works, but I know there's a bunch of electricity in a ceiling fan supposedly. And, uh, when I looked up what, when we looked up what it said, you should do, you should, um, turn off the breaker to that room. So old Griff had to turn off the breaker to the room. Uh, meant his office, you know, all, he has got his standing desk in there. He's got his computer in there. He's got his second beer fridge in there. Guess what? None of that gets power. Um, so I had to go work in the kitchen or dining room or whatever, the, whatever the fuck. And now I have to do this podcast in here. So fuck that. Now you, okay. uh, you know what? I, we know what's happening. We all we know what's going on. We're under attack, of course, by as our cab driver told us. We're under attack by the cloud seeders. The cloud seeders are back, and they're fucking with us. Uh, they have followed me back from wherever we were in Melbourne, whatever that uh, area was. By, um Yep, yep, over there, and they've uh, brought their weather machines and their cloud seeding doodads. And they're flying over my house, and uh, they're making it rain and do bad things. But they'll never stop the truth that is this podcast. It will never happen. Well, do you see a lot of planes fly over Vegas? Is that a thing? Because there's, there's no airport, like, near Vegas. So you wouldn't, unless they're cloud seeding, there'd be no other reason for planes. Do you see a lot of planes now, fly over? Now, Tony, you might you might not believe this, and this may sound like a crazy coincidence to you. But you know how many pl- – I mean, we saw a few planes flying over that Barabin area, whatever it is, in, in Melbourne. But you wouldn't believe how many planes we see here, which it just lends more credence. I mean, think – I am right in the flight path of – I don't know, some – maybe there's somewhere airplanes can land here. I don't know what. But you just see li- a line of planes flying over. Here's one right here. Southwest Airlines 1148. Just flew over my head. Now, and then guess what? There's one right behind it. And an ad is playing, so I can't actually see what it is. It's an ad for 
a game called Parking Jam 3D. Well, so sounds like be, a banger. Yeah, sounds great. But then the next one right behind it, American Airlines 462 from Miami. And they're going to somewhere called LAS. And that just seems like a coincidence to me. So I'm almost certain that they're doing something. Without a doubt, they're doing something. And you look at those names. Where does the weather often mm. come from? The Southwest. Who's behind it? The oh, American shit. government. American. The Americans. Just like the show. Just like the show. On whatever network that is. And it, you wouldn't, and hey, uh, uh, and the other one, the, the stadium here named Allegiant, I just saw one, Allegiant, from Bellingham, Washington. And who would want to come from there to CIA. wherever LAS? This is crazy. Yes. That's right. Unless the Raiders are on the plane, and who wants that? You know, No one. They're a homeless <laughs> right. team. Nobody likes them. <laughs> right. They are kind What's of next? like the is Utah it A's. A, a T-Mobile Air? Come on. You know, why name? Don't name your thing after your stadium it's wild um crazy yeah i don't know all this shit's fucked and also fallon gong is out to get me they're trying to keep me off the air to tell the truth what? about fallon gong yep uh they're back at it they are making it rain in my house uh not the cool kind of making it rain no don't worry about that it's just <laughs> the kind with water uh these guys are showing up they're putting billboards outside my house that say number one trusted news Tony, I, now I posted this in the Discord so everybody can see it. Yep. They've been putting these billboards around Vegas. They're, they seem centrally located around my house. Now, there's two reasons that could be. The most, uh, maybe the, the, the number, like I would say 99% chance reason is uh, they know where I live and they're coming for me. Yep. Because you're uh, on their mailing list. That's right. I am on their And I just got their mailer for the Shen Yun show. I'd say a smaller chance is they've been seeing, I don't know, some people who live in this area might be typing things like Epoch Times and Shen Yun and Falun Gong into Google all the time while they're doing a <laughs> podcast or something. I don't know how that could happen. Maybe they're, you know, they're, we're screwing up their data or something. Could not be the case. I don't, you know, they're, they're just loading everything up here and they're, they're out to get me. Now, for those of you who aren't on the Discord, well, you're fucking up. Come be on our Discord and, and click on the link on our website, beerengineshow.com, and there's a you know, the sub the subway controller at the bottom will take you to the Discord. It says number one trusted news in what I would call the meme font, impact font. You might see it on some of your favorite memes that say like scumbag Steve on it or whatever. Yep. Um and then under that is in a fucked up looking aerial. Uh, the epochtimes.com and then there is a picture of a kind of smiling man in a suit jacket and a collared kind of a wide lapel suit with a big collar um, he's sort of I mean he's sort of a expressionless AI totally generated. yeah to absolutely AI generated unrecognizable person. He's a guy that would be in a movie um, as the news anchor yes. uh, in like Wichita, Kansas, um, while Godzilla is stomping through, and they'd be they'd be having they'd be having like the worst produced. You know, you know how those movies have the somehow they produce all these hard ass things for movies, but when they try to do a fake newscast, it looks like the most shitty thing on the planet. Like, yep, looks nothing like a newscast looks ever. Always looks like shit. 
The only time the they get it right yeah. is in Parks and Rec with uh, Pert yeah. Hapley because yeah. he was actually a real newsreader before he took the job as being a newsreader on Parks and Rec. But um, you're not doing... This billboard's terrible, by the way. You're not doing this billboard justice. People, check it out on the Discord. But this is like an AI image that was generated uh, quite a few generations ago. We're talking mid-journey three. We're now into mid-journey six. And he has a vaguely um, Jesse Waters kind of look in an uncanny valley kind of way. But... You also didn't do justice to the font, not the impact font up the top, the one down the bottom, because there are two different size, no, three different sizes of font. Three different sizes, and one is in italics. One is in italics. <laughs> um, the epoch's yellow, the rest of it's white. Um, just amazingly poor and just not cohesive in any way in its graphic design. Why isn't anybody with graphic design talent um, attracted to this this movement? All right. So we got some, I'm on epochtimes.com in in the US here. Um, Yep, I'm there too. And don't ask me, don't ask me why I qualified it that way. Nothing happened before this. Um, There's, uh, we got some movies. We have some Epoch original documentaries. And now, Tony, you know I love a documentary. Yeah, you know I'm watching all this shit. I, I'm Fucking just nice. watching that Ameri- American Nightmare one now. Um, maybe these I would like. So we got first one up here, an Epoch original documentary, No Farmers, No Food, Will You Eat the Bugs? So yes. that's so. There's now we know that member that we remember that right wing out- outrage, right, where we were all going to eat bugs. That's a good one. Don't worry, keeps going. Next one, you got gender transformation, the untold realities. So I'm sure that's a real fear, fear factor thing going on there. Now we look at those About, billboards. Uh, shit, graphic design. You look at um, the documentary that you just mentioned, uh, gender transformations. That's a banging cover. It's it's certainly better at the core elements of design. Uh, I, I'm going resi- to, I'm, ref- I'm refraining from complimenting the Epoch Times too much, uh, especially when their next movie they got here is a film with uh, Din- by Dinesh D'Souza in collaboration with Dan Boingo. Uh, are you next? Pol- police state, are you next? <laughs> <laughs> and you know that sounds, whatever that is, has to be good. Uh, I'm going to scroll through some of these other ones. The real story of January 6th, the long road home. Which is uh, part you know, two. That's good. The hidden border crisis, gotaways. Okay. But of course, yes, uh, t- Tony, to be clear, the design of these is certainly far superior to, um, and they do have an anti-vax movie, just so you know, they have a, vaccine crisis movie. So these guys are on all the same shit. They all have the same shit. It's amazing how they all have the same bit. It's it's crazy. I find it interesting that they have an Australian edition. I don't know whether you knew that they had an Australian edition, but they... I had never heard of this before. They do. um, (laughs) uh, Get two months for a dollar in Australia. So uh, really um, 
Must be doing no, well. Okay, yeah, I did. All right, I did run into this. Oh, did I you? I remember now. I ran into this when I was in... Well, I didn't... I saw them handing out something that looked like the Epoch Times, and I just sort of wrote it off. And uh, they were... I forget, I swear to God, it was a government building of some kind. Maybe it was... Because we, we went past that parliament building. Maybe it was like a local... Like a city hall-type building over yep. there. There is um, Melbourne City Hall. In that was probably Street. it. That's right. It was that, because that was a stop on the tram, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were all out there doing their thing with their tables, um, which I've seen in Chicago many times, too. So I'm sure they're here somewhere. I just don't – I'm not going where they are. I'm sure they're on the Strip. But, yeah. So what, what's what's going on in the Australian version of Epoch Times? Well, there's uh, an amazing headline around e-scooters and how lithium batteries can cause you to have fires. Um, so thank I mean, you, Mon- Monica O'Shea. I mean, listen – I know that's the Kyona Chevy Bolt. So I know you, I mean, a lithium battery can catch fire now. Now, did to be you, fair, they don't catch fire any more often, actually much less often than a gasoline engine. But Did you know wood fires also cause fires? I know these conservatives like right. their open wood fires, but did they know they cause fires? Fires do have a habit of causing more fire. That's, I would say, almost... A, a large amount of past fires have been caused by uh, – recent fires have been caused by a previous fire. That seems yes. to, We seem to run into that problem all the time. I think Smokey the Bear wisely said something along these lines, but can't quite recall what it was. Now, um, I have checked out um, the opinion section because that's what we're all reading the Epoch Times <laughs> for. My favourite – it's Is so it, funny that, to have an opinion section in the Epoch Times. That's <laughs> very good. Okay. Well, my favourite is um, a woman named Susan D. Harris. I originally thought she was exclusive to the Australian newspaper. Now I actually think she's an American and they're syndicating their copy on both sides of the Pacific, which I think is it's smart given where the news industry's at for yeah, I see where like she's at. The Washington her eyeshadow, Post. Her eyeshadow is really something to behold. Yes. And uh, is it a wig or is that a real hair, do you think? To me, that looks like a red wig. I got to believe that's a wig. Yep. Um, not good. Yep, not any slander against wigs. If you, you want to wear a wig, go for it. But just be aware, we will point it out when we can see it as obvious. But my favourite article from her, which is the very top one, her latest one, there are 14 comments. I haven't read the comments. Might have to go and do that. How the left exploits birds for politics, profit and pseudoscience. That's what us lefties are doing. We are using birds. I have to log in to read it. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I clicked on the comments and then they disappeared and they wanted me to subscribe. I'm I not giving Shen Moon any money. They already have so much of my information. I can't I can't do it again. Now um, they have my cookies. Now they do have a podcast network. Um Do you reckon we can get on unfortunately, it? Boy, I would love that. Um uh if he, if the Epoch Times is listening and we know they are. Um, hey, give us a shout. Click on the link at the bottom of our page. <laughs> Join our Discord. Send us a donation. Get Send us a donation. Help Tony get to the U.S. so he can really make a difference. Yep. 
And then you can indoctrinate me in the US. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Um, we, uh, I, I was just trying to get to the Epoch casts, but these aren't podcasts. These are just, it's like, I think, you know what I think this is? I think this is AI reading the news articles. Ah, I did see. I think these are AI voices reading the news articles. Nice. They are not, they are not, they do not seem to be recording podcasts. These are the same news stories that were in the front, but now you can listen to them. So I would guess it's just some fucking robot voice. This is just a total assumption that it's some robot voice. Yes. Yes, it is. It is just a robot voice reading the news. They're a minute long. That's not a podcast. Tony. Tony will tell you. Anyone who listens to this show will tell you. If you want to listen to a podcast, it doesn't take a minute. It takes out gruel. It takes hours of grueling commitment. It does to listen to a podcast. Unless you're Nick Torque, and it takes half of that amount of time. Well, I'm on the Nick Talk <laughs> bandwagon. I speed my podcast up. Not just ours, but any podcast. And that's why my songs tend to be a little slow because I was thinking, how are they going to listen to it at two times speed and two and a half times speed? I listen to I listen to uh, TAI at half speed for just to really grind myself down. Listen to Phobes for twice as long. Oh, you're going to enjoy um, it this week then. Yes, that sounds great. So, Tony, uh, speaking of Melbourne, I was you know I was at Melbourne. That's a place I've been, but I heard you were back there uh, this week for for a little Christmas party. Yes, it's a little bit late for that, Tony. But what were you guys doing? Well, I don't know whether you're familiar with a little called Mathcope. We were quite busy over the mm-hmm. Christmas period hosting a bunch of Christmas parties. And Been so there, the yeah. owners thought it was wise, and I think it's a pretty smart decision to push it into January. Um, that's, what, that's what most bars do. I mean, Silver Stamps having there is like next week, so, yeah. Yep. So we, we gr- hopped on the minibus, the the, um, the courtesy bus, piled into Very that. Cool. Kenny drove us down. Uh <laughs> Took about three hours to get down to Melbourne because that bus, she uh, struggles getting up the hills. Mm. Um, ended up parking at the MCG. You, you're familiar with where the MCG is. Mm-hmm. Took the tram down Bridge Road. You're also familiar with Great. Bridge Road. Yeah. Um, hopped with off us. Yeah. at the stop before Burnley Brothers. Is it Burnley? Great place, yeah. Burnley Brewing, sorry. Burnley uh, Brewing, yeah. Yep. And went round the corner to the new Fox Friday location and checked that out all afternoon. Oh, fantastic. And how are the beers, Tony? Give us a breakdown. Now, Nick told us Fox Friday was, was making some excellent stuff. so They really um, were. I would love to hear your take. Yeah, great. Well, I don't want to spoil some of the beers that are coming up in up, upcoming segments, but just know that there was a wide variety of stuff. It wasn't all um, hazy and it wasn't all lager. Right. And okay. or it wasn't. They they are like a brewery of their size, quite a um, varied brewery, which you want to really see with an outfit the size of a Fox Friday. They had about twenty taps on um, the day we were there. Might have been slightly fewer. There are a few out. We were there on a Monday. Uh, was able to get a tour of their brew house uh, along with our brewer Jimmy. We we sat and chat. Chatted with the brewers for quite a while, talked their process, find, found out Great. what they're doing versus how we're brewing, picked up a couple of small things on the technical side. Um, and they, they were really accommodating, absolutely amazing food though. We will have to go, if you're back in Australia, 
have to check sure. that out. They had um, some really well matched up food for the type of beer they're brewing. We had Nashville hot chicken. Um, we had some roast Fantastic. chicken that was just crazy moist and crazy delicious. There was also a prawn on a skewer that was essentially a mini lobster. It was oh, God. crazy size. It sounds so good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Had to suck the head. It was so good and so delicious. Um, mm-hmm. Ended up drinking Buffalo Trace because that was their well um, bourbon. Hell yeah, that's a great well bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. just give it to me on the rocks. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we started drinking from sort of 9 o'clock that morning uh, on the bus because we had yep. cans from Afro. That's what you got to do. Hell yeah, yeah you, that's the move. Got there, continued to drink, drank on the way home, got KFC in between both ends of the trip. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it was Respect. an amazing day. It was great catching up with, with everybody, bar staff, kitchen staff, and and the the two of us in the brew house. Respect to that. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to max it out. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, you, you know, you guys have similar ethos. Silver Stamp's going out of town for their um, – now, there's not really anywhere to go out of town. Well, you go I three hours any direction. Go three hours any direction out of here. You're in the you're well. I guess you get to Victorville or something, but you're uh, anywhere. Around. They're actually uh, no shit. They're getting on a plane. Oh, they're not going. To, they're not going to fuck. Don't worry. Well, maybe, but they're <laughs> not, not. That's not the point. Um, they're going on a plane. They're going to Reno. Nice. I was blown away by that. They're going to get and they're brewing a beer with the brewery up there. They're going up there to do a collaboration beer with a brewery in Reno called Imbibe, which is a really good sour brewery, actually. Yeah. Didn't you mention that there are a couple of great breweries up? Uh, Reno, well. uh, Revision Revision's an excellent clean beer brewery. They make ama- excellent barrel-aged beer and uh, IPA. And then Imbibe makes uh, sours that are a little bracing for my taste, personally, Tony. But uh, they are quite beloved by by many. And I've had a few that I've quite enjoyed. It's just it's three ounces, and I'm sort of like, you know, heartburn central for me. But it's all right. Yep. Yeah, they're going up there to do that. So, yeah, I, 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 like, the, I like the idea of going out of town, you know. Don't just close the bar and make me party in the place I work. Let's go somewhere cool, you know, because nobody wants to be up there where they work all day. Yeah, you, you don't shit where you eat. Right. <laughs> Great point. Uh, well, I don't, but I'm sure I'm sure we know someone who does. Come on. <laughs> we do know I'm somewhere. Sure somebody does. who does. No, I know we do. Um, <laughs> all right. Tony, that sounds fun. I, uh, I'm i jealous. I have not started drinking at 9 in the morning, probably not since the last time I came to Vegas on vacation, which, because uh, I'm not really ago. the, uh, yeah, it would have been a long time ago. I, I don't know. I guess maybe when you're here, Tony, we'll do a, we'll do a, we'll do some champagne brunching and we'll start drinking at uh, 9.30 a.m. That could be a good time, huh? Sounds like a plan. Like uh, the morning drinking, you don't, you shouldn't do that too often. Once every couple of years, that's no. really yeah. all mm-hmm. you should do. But there is something to be said for day drinking. Big fan of oh, that. Oh, I love day drinking. Yeah. That's that's my Sunday, baby. That's a, you get a stamp around 2 o'clock, knock off a couple of beers, pick up dinner, uh, go home, and uh, you're done. You know, you're down. For, you're, you got everything out of the way with the sun still up. You're, you know, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's a good time. It is. I love day drinking. It's a great time. Um, now, Tony, I was listening to, uh, the aforementioned, uh, this ain't Iowa podcast. Um, 
And I heard a little conversation. Now, I haven't actually finished it, but I heard a little conversation about the Durango. And yes. I think that we actually haven't had much chance to talk about it on this show because we have been doing all of our other shit. Special We've been content. doing our recap. We've been doing all of our special content. So I did want to say, um, I I think the uh, the two gentlemen who host that show over there, you know, that they're doing. Uh, no, well, actually, it was because you were hardly talking. It was Phobes and um, it was Phobes and Brian. You're the host, I understand, but it was the guest host and Brian. Where um, maybe I maybe I'm still the excitable type with new places and. That said, I, I mean, both of them, in the time they've been living here, only a few places have opened, to be honest. So I feel like you'd be excited about anything new. But I think it's fucking nice. And I know that I had to wait a long-ass time for my Hawaiian food. But one thing they did not mention, and Brian did not mention about that Hawaiian food, because he tried some of it. He did stay long enough to eat some of my food, for the record. Uh, <laughs> was that it's fucking amazing. It's so good. It's the best Hawaiian food I've had in Vegas really? by a long shot. And I love Hawaiian food. And I like, I think there's a lot of good ones here. But this stuff was crazy good. It was way over the top. They gave you so much. You got a fucking shitload. You paid, a, it was 18 bucks for a plate lunch. It wasn't cheap, but you got a shitload of food. Um, so I wait, I did wait like an hour, which sucked. Um, and I get it's a pain in the ass, and I I know that Brian would never do that. I know Phobes will probably never do that. Uh, I com- I committed to it. I was, I was yep. like, I'm gonna fucking be patient. I'm gonna eat this because I've heard it's so good, and it paid off because it was absolutely fire. So if you have an hour to kill in Vegas, and what the fuck else are you doing? If you're not spending an hour waiting in line, you're spending an hour losing three hundred and fifty dollars probably. So just wait. Yep, I'm I'm with you there. I think it's a wise move to actually wait rather than wait in line forever and um, Come sorry, wait rather than actually spend time losing money yeah. at a casino. And you might not feel like you want to spend that money right there and then. You've got to be in the mood to gamble. Right. You don't have to be in the mood to eat. Everybody's in the mood to eat. And, hey, an hour and a half is not that much. Would you recommend it no. for all the places? Potentially not in this. What are, no, what are we I wouldn't. Now like I agree food with courts these days. What are the they food hall? Yeah, food I know. Court. I think it's just it's just a fancy food court, whatever. But now they do have. I would say the difference is there is that most of their those restaurants have individual seating areas inside too. So, like with iPono, you can um, you can order with a server. Yep. And same with 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 Shang Artisan Noodle, uh, same with the uh, with the sushi place, same. Now I agree with Phobes and Brian on that. Those two places, the sushi and the noodles, just fucking go to the ones in uh, you or me is the one by Silver Stamp. It's great, but yep. just go to that one. And if and if you're going to the noodle place, there's two other locations that are dead empty compared to this one, at least. Um, although the one in Chinatown gets pretty crowded. Um. But the other stuff you're not going to find anywhere else, you know. So I mean, at least nowhere within four hours of here. So you might as well give it a shot. The burger place. I, I did hear the pizza place. You know, we'll see. It's Prince Street Pizza, which is a New York pizza import. Yep. Um, and uh, but the burgers, I want to try. Um, so overall, Durango, it's it's freaking nice. If you're in town, 
you got to give it a walkthrough. Um, it is a station property, so you still get some decent tables. I saw fifteen dollar blackjack on a on a Saturday night. That ain't bad. It's pretty damn you know, good for for a nice new new place. And um, their center bar has a f- excellent cocktail list, and they will comp you a nice cocktail. Um, so you know, give it a, give it a go. I recommend it. I I am more effusive in my recommendation of that place. I think it's cool. So now. Um, I th- I think you did a fairly good job of sort of saying um, what the difference is between a food court and a um, what are these things called now? Food hall, yeah. Food hall. I mean, but, it's just fancier. Yeah, isn't it just the evolution that people want? Really, like if you're all eating at the same place, which does happen in food courts, surely you want to sit down and enjoy those places, and it's convenient. But it also gives you that flexibility to do what you and Brian did, where you had different timetables and yeah. tried different stuff. Yep. Exactly. Um, it's it it just gives you some extra flexibility, and there's a bar over there and all that stuff. So yeah, you could just call it a food court, also, if you really yep. wanted to. It doesn't matter. That, that's um, what I'm going to call wanted, it because it's not just so a much branding for, thing. I mean, whatever. Not for anybody that's putting it in you, but to say. Oh, so and so's upgraded their food court to a food hall. Come on, <laughs> that it's is just very been funny fucking to think refurbished. It's just yeah, gone the, modern. The, the Boulder Station one, I think they still are calling a food court, um, and I think it just is because it's teriyaki madness, fucking Capriati's, um, and the good taco place and whatever. But yeah. Um, I think they just they do food hall to tell you like ooh these are artisanal fucking places they're it's a whole other level of fast casual food not just subway. Um, yep. Because like the one at GVR has I mean even GVR a nice place has just just normal shit. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I sort of come from a place where like food courts can be anything from like nice boutique places to yeah KFC McDonald's. Subway is a food court. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's just to me the distinction. So it's a good marketing term, but it doesn't mean a whole lot at the end of the day. What did you – I don't know whether no. you've caught it or not, but what did you think of the political discussion that Phobes and I had? I mean, you're right. Now, I don't I don't necessarily um, – <clears throat> I'm not as trustworthy as Phobes that this is going to – that we're going to blow Trump out of the water. I, I yeah. don't know about if I believe that one. But um, sure. I mean, I appreciate the con- the confidence, but it's like you can't be any I mean, more left wing I... than Biden. He's he's too left wing already. That's the vibe yeah, I got. Boy, off that's a, well, that's yeah, that's his that's his thing though. You know, he's a moderate uh, centrist leftist type guy. I mean, he he buys into the whole thing. I I don't now. Do I think Joe Biden was the guy to the the way to push people left? Isn't um, I think it's a misperception of what people view as leftist politics, which are yep. leftist politics are all a culture war thing, right? It's all about, um, uh, it's all about, you know, kids being able to shit in a litter box and, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not true, right? The, the stuff that would be pushing us left would be the stuff that's already wildly popular with the voters here, like yeah. better healthcare and higher minimum wages and stuff like that. That's already getting like 80% approval rating in the whole country from all of the voters. 
uh, actually do those things that are yeah. already popular left wing behaviors, you know, or left wing desires. Um, that would be going farther left, not you know, fighting the fighting more of the left, the quote unquote left wing Democrat Party quote socialist culture war shit. That's all made up. It is. Um, yeah. So you're exactly right in that case, right? And I think I think there's a different vision of what people think is left and what they what is actually, you know, these popular reforms that people would actually buy into. Yeah, I, I just think it's interesting to to hear somebody push back that, um, like, Biden is as far left as you can go to get the middle on board. And it is crazy to think about, yeah. And I don't disagree that he's been more progressive than we thought, but he did just, he did, he is running two wars at once here, so maybe... I'm not feeling too good about it. All, yeah. you know, his progressivism. Yeah, he's he's not super progressive, don't get me wrong. I don't know right. any other um president that could be running any less wars at the moment. This this kinda of have to run those wars. It's just this the state of the world we're in. Um mm-hmm. you could perhaps do a better job, definitely, from a lefty on on the, that second conflict. I think that right. Israel pa- Palestine will just hands off kind of support Israel kind of thing is is not really working out. But hey, we're not going to get deep into that. Uh, that's Mm-mm, that's not no. our bag. I'll leave that for this. Nope. I, I just thought you might have enjoyed uh, the different the viewpoint that I think show. Yep. you and I sh- share a little bit more closely compared to say somebody like Phobes. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I wouldn't be willing to start the fight with him because um, we're not that far apart, I, I guess, compared to other people. But that, uh, I'm sort of in Brian's camp on that to say, yeah, we're close enough. Fine. Yeah. We'll move on with this. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'm at with, with that is uh, I don't really want to fight. I don't want to fight about it. I've kind of, I've honestly have lost some of the energy I even had a few years ago. Gotcha. To... Um, you know, I, I I used to I you know a few years ago I was pounding my fist saying this Mayor Pete this Mayor Pete motherfucker he's a piece of shit, and I don't think any differently now. I just don't have the I, maybe I have low T or something I don't know, but I just don't have the, the fight in me to be different. like it's like I want to fight my Mayor Pete. I'm just <laughs> like fuck Mayor Pete, yep. and I just look at stuff and I'm just so in such disbelief. I saw something today. I was like, here's our top the top vote getters or the the highest polling people for the 2028 democratic primary and it's like kamala and mayor pete i'm like what those are that's who you think is good and you but, just can't wrap your head around it so it's hard to fight against it you're like what the fuck am I yeah but at? that's not what people <laughs> think is good that's just the only names people know like it's just the name they recognize yeah. you're right yeah you're that's, right that's just, oh, yeah, i remember i remember that guy yeah you know it's fucking crazy to me but whatever yeah no no you're right you're right. You're yeah. right. And um, I, I understand anyways, the lack of energy. And fuck it, me or Pete. It's just uh, I found it like I understand that the Australian political system won't work in Australia. That's not what I was trying to say. I was just right. trying to say is a guy that has a – he is an older gentleman and does have – an issue with stuttering, so he does have a speech problem that can be made of fun of by a bully. Is he really the best candidate to push the country forward? That was my thesis, and folks was like, "Yes, we don't, we can't have greens, and we can't have yeah. Nazis in our parliament." 
where you clearly do have Nazis in your parliament. No, no one's pushing. The fact is, no one's pushing the country forward. We're just, no. we're just going to, we're trying to slow stem the decline for as long as possible till I die, so that I don't have to actually deal with the major consequences. That's really the goal, I think, with most of this. Hey, at least you and I are in good positions. We don't have kids. Right. That's right. That's right, Tony. Uh, last thing. Um, you know what? I'm going to save this for next week. No. I, I think this is – I'm going to go – you want me to do it now? You let's, want me to do Jerry Krause, my Jerry – okay. I, I I'm really go want to fast. hear this take on, on the, okay. the Bulls and Jerry Krause thing. All right. So we, we missed this. This is the Nick Torque. You should have started fast forwarding ten minutes ago, but um, <laughs> just go another five minutes and we'll be back to beer. Just bring it up to three uh, times speed. Hopefully less than that. But the um, so the Bulls had a uh, they, they they they've created a ring of honor, and uh, they now have this. You know, they always have always had retired numbers, but now they're gonna have this ring of honor that's gonna. Um, I don't know where it's going. Uh, if it's around the United Center somewhere, is my guess, but. Um, so they put they they put in their first class of the Ring of Honor, which was like Bob Love, um, Chet Walker, Artist Gilmore, you know, old bulls, the seventies, sixties, seventies bulls. Red Kerr. Um, yep, Te- Johnny Red Kerr. Tex Winner. Tex Winner. Uh, you know, Tex Winner was was part of those championship teams. It was Bill Jackson here, and then and then Michael Scotty, um, uh, and Dennis Rodman and. They also did the whole 96, 90, the 72 in team. They, that's, they put that team in the ring of honor. Yep. Uh, not as individuals, but as a team. So Luke was back, which was awesome. Luke Longley was back. All guys from the, Steve Kerr, they were playing the Warriors, so Steve Kerr would be in town. Um, Judd Bushler's ass was there. It was hilarious. You know, you had all these guys from that team. Excellent. Michael didn't come. Scotty didn't come. Now, that was one of those things that sucks. And the, um, one of those things that's been cultivated, um, I, you know, it's just, that's Michael a little bit. He's just sort of a sourpuss and Scotty He's is, and kind also, of the same way. Yeah. also Michael's son is fucking Scotty's ex-wife, which yeah. is something to put in the back of your mind. Um, so fine, whatever. That was something that I, I, I thought one of them would show up at least. I was surprised both of them didn't show up. And when both of them didn't show up, I was like, why are we doing this? And then it also brought up the, the question of why are we doing this at all, period. You know, Jerry Krause already has his, has a banner yep. um, in the United Center, you know, and so is Phil. But anyways, so they go through this. Michael and Scotty aren't there. The crowd's, uh, you know, understandably pissed off a little bit about that, that Michael and Scotty aren't there. And they start reciting all these guys off. And they get to Jerry Krause, who has passed away, of course, and the crowd boos him. And it turns out his widow is in the crowd. And his widow is crying because they're booing, you know, her husband or whatever. And that's obviously I'm not going to stand up for that behavior. That's not good behavior. No. And I think most people saw that the wit they didn't know. Nobody told the crowd either that she was there. They just show her on the screen crying and people stop booing and start cheering right they're not going to boo this old lady she's just some old lady um but my defense of the whole thing i'm not going to say you should be booing i'm not defending it even really i'm just going to say this the bulls of the last 25 years since jerry kraus essentially unapologetically obliterated the team which he did there's no arguing with that the bulls probably would have won the 99 title 
they loved the idea of coming back and playing a 50-game season and winning the title. We would have had all these old men. They have been the only team that was even halfway put together. That finals was an eight seed. The Knicks made the finals. They were an eight seed in the playoffs. The Bulls would have won that title. I don't think there's any yeah. denying that that would have happened or, or could have be, been very close. Who knows with injuries? These guys were old, right? You, you, know, you can't say it's a certainty. But I think they were they were going to do it. Michael was not running, sprinting out the door, clearly. Um, but Jerry was dead set on blowing it up. Uh, so that wasn't great. We could have forgotten about that, probably. Yep. But the last 25 years of the Bulls being one of the most piss-poor organizations, not just as a team from like a playing standpoint, that you can, you just, there's bad luck. Stuff happens. But they have, they mismanage people's health. They've mismanaged their front office. The Paxson Gar era was so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, these and these people just they talk in a way to the fan that is essentially um, mean. They yep. they treat the city like a, like a doormat, and the Bulls fans keep showing up. They they still are one of the best attended, uh, highest attendance leaders in the league. So. When they get pissed off at a guy for blowing up their one team, they got pissed. And maybe you could have alleviated that or created some good feelings around this team in the last almost, what, 25 years of basketball. But instead, you've alienated the best player who's come since then in D-Rose, right? They totally just shot him out the moon door. Um, Luol Dang, who was probably the second or third best player of this era, um, had to get chased off because we botched his spinal tap or some shit. Um, yep. So, so we've essentially cre- they've created a toxic environment with that team. It just is. Even this season with the Zach Levine with the Levine shit, right? There's just it's just nasty around this team. So when something nasty happened, I'm not surprised because this is the world you've you've created with that team. So did it suck? Of course. I'm not going to say yeah. Go there and boo this bitch. Don't do that. That's not cool. But this is this. The Bulls are getting they're they're reaping what they sow. Boy, doesn't that suck, right? You love we love sowing, but reaping blows ass, and now we're <laughs> stuck with it. You know? Doesn't there you this? Go. Just, That's my rant about that. Doesn't this just go back to ownership though? Wasn't this? Of course it does. It's all Reinsdorf. Even this thing. Doing yeah. this Ring of Honor is that's, such a cash grab. That's the other part of it, that's right? What that I mean. He's doing this thing and it's a cash grab. That's the wildest part of it. You know, he's doing this. this but uh, you know, this is going to be the reaction. Don't put this lady in this position. This is what right. I'm saying. Because you know the Chicago people, how they're going to react. You, you put this lady more in that position than the people in the crowd. You're right. Like, don't be an asshole. Don't. Don't condone that type of booing, but right, you did this. Yeah, the, the fans didn't put this poor old lady. Uh, you know, if they had put the old lady out, if they had even said, they didn't even say, yes, uh, represented by uh, his widow, you know, Mrs. Krause is our former general manager, Jerry Krause. Everyone probably would have been like, all right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah. We're not going to boo, you know, fine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, right. Clap, clap, clap. You know, thank you. You know, listen, those were good teams. I'm not saying Jerry didn't have anything to do with it. I will say drafting Michael Jordan, he didn't even do that, which is an easy choice, but he wasn't involved with that anyways, yeah. you know. Uh, but, you know, Scotty, Horace Grant, 
bringing Rodman in who was under um, valued at the time because of being a lunatic. Um, they did some good, they made some good decisions, you know, promoting Phil also a good decision, right? Yep. Um, so we're not going to say Jerry had nothing to do with it, but he took a lot of credit for what it was. Right. Yep. And, um, that's not fair even to say, to be honest, because that's not really what mattered. If they had done anything right with that, this never would have happened. It was just, to- it was totally a creation of the bulls, just consistent, um, failures and yep. toxic behavior. They just suck. <laughs> At least they're playing better, I guess, but good Lord, they just create, I mean, we'll never get a free agent ever again. And not because of that, because of the multitude of reasons, underpaying Scotty, screwing Michael over just the whole, until Reinsdorf is gone, this team will never actually reach anything. It's just, it's just a fact of the matter. Do you do you think ownership is that important within American sports that that's the case? I think if you have a bad one, yeah. yeah. If if okay. I think that's it. I don't think it matters. Having a good one is like having a cool, having a chill one who's not fucking fucking with everything all the time. Um, he's he's just he's just there. I think in this case, you have an owner who behaves so toxically to the best players in the history of the franchise that current there's still athletes that grew up in that era coming through the league now. And they're saying, well, I don't want to deal with that shit. You know, I mean, I remember, I remember watching that on TV, you know, that sucked. So fair enough dealing with that now. Anyways, there you go. That's my, that's my bulls rant. Uh, only slightly unintelligible. Let's get to the beer. Let's get to the fun. Why don't we go see what's going on in discord? <laughs> Oh, oh man, how far back do I got to go? We're not going to go too far back. We'll just go to the start of 2024. How about that? Okay, um, where are we starting off? What part of uh, it? Nothing with my posts. I'm in the general. Um, now, uh, ooh, is there anything good in here? Oh, yeah, PMAC. This is from the 8th of January, uh, who did a beer run. So he went to... Uh, uh, or beer mile. That's right. So what you got to do is uh, they there's a 400 meter run and take uh, no you take down a beer then run 400 meters and do it times four. Uh, now he had to drive so he could only do it as part of a relay team, but uh, killed his beer in around eight seconds and ran his 400 meters fast too. Yeah, we get it. You're healthy. It yeah, you shove it up your ass. Uh, <laughs> his team came six to thirteen. Um, they drank an ESB. That's a fun choice. Um, but uh, given only one of my team members were beer guys, it was a terrible choice and should have gone for Mega Swill. Yep. Han Super Dry, baby. But uh, right, that cool. sounds fun. Now, they used to do a, a beer mile at, um, at, at the Mickler Fest. They would have a treadmill fucking set up, and they would just let you do a free one. They'd give you four fucking beers and be like, yeah, sure, go for it. And they'd post your time up, um, which looked nuts to me, especially for someone who had been already drinking all day. I sounds like you're a lunatic, but um, hey, not a bad time. Speaking of lunatics, who put this list together for fuck's sake? The sexiest American accents, Tony. Yeah. I found this list. I posted it up. Uh the number one sexiest American accent is Texan, Tony. What do you think? It's fine. It's such a broad accent. Like I think these top five are actually 
now Texan, whatever, but the next four are probably the most offensive to anyone's ear who's not from that area. Yes. And it would be Boston, Boston, New York, Maine, and Chicago. I'd say those are the four accents that people get more annoyed by than any other ones. Yep. And if you're not from Chicago and hearing someone talk in a Chicago accent to you and then being like, damn, I really want to fuck you, is a crazy thought to me. <laughs> I don't know what. Yep. <laughs> yeah, be nuts. Boston um, even more so. Like Chicago, yes, I get it. But like... Boston is that like crank to a cartoonish level that that sort of harsh like mid- Boston is so crazy to me I, I don't know now I don't know what the I don't now Philadelphia I know that's water water ice I know the I know Philadelphia um St. Louis I'll, I'll admit I know many people from St. Louis but I couldn't put a I couldn't put a finger on the accent I'll be honest uh, it, to me that has major non-regional dialect yeah. Central U.S. sound to me, but I could be I – mean, there's something I'm probably missing. But here's the thing. Like, New York is number three, but how many New York accents are there? Almost each borough has its right. own accent. Like, right. Midtown, it's not a, even a New Yorker accent. But, like, you, you, you get to, like, Brooklyn and Queens and Harlem. Uh, California, California, I assume they're just referring to, like, Valley Girl. Which is there's no way yeah. that should be top ten if they're talking Valley Girl. Valley Girl, right, is right. Fucking but atrocious. I can't think of another. I can't think of another one. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's another one. Maybe there's another one. I man, see. I'm I just think of California but... outside of Valley Girls as like generic, like East Coast. I'm sorry, West Coast. I mean, I think of Midwest. I don't know. They every every yeah. time I meet like if every time I met someone from like San Francisco, I'm like, this guy sounds like he's from. Fucking central Illinois, you know. I don't, there's yep. nothing <laughs> unless they're like surfer, like whether well, like Jeff Spicoli is that what they think a California accent is? I don't, I don't know, maybe. Um, so there you go. That's the top accents. You could have learned that if you were on our Discord. Um, now, PMAC posted up a funny beer review. I thought this was a classic right here. Thank you, PMAC, for this. I probably could have done a whole show just based on this review. You could have, without a this doubt. From Kate, Caitlin K, who is drinking some some of that classic Angry Chair. Angry Chair, Imperial German Chocolate Cupcake Stout. Now, Angry Chair makes themselves some sweet stout. And what Caitlin says, and boy, you know, think about this said in a nice California accent, huh? I've been I've been having I've been having diarrhea since drinking this bottom of wine i've taken all the medicine but it doesn't work i've had diara seven or eight times it's so dirty i imagine that in a boston accent and it's even more delightful than you would imagine yeah this lady's this lady's blowing cake cupcakes down out of her ass she's yep she destroyed yeah you know, whole whole rip rip hole now um, for question Caitlin. do you think she ingested it through her mouth or do you think this was some sort of she doing a boofing situation? I she think this could this be a thing. boofing situation. <laughs> Maybe she want, we yeah. want just keep an eye out for the next next Supreme Court nominee. That's right. It could be. They, they do love uh, boofing. I believe boofing was just like shaking hands or something. No, it's drinking a beer. It's like having a beer, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, that's what yeah, boofing is. That, that's what Kevin I said, but we all know what boofing is. We all know what it is. Um Okay, uh, what else we got here, Tony? We already gave our thoughts on the Mickler thing. Nobody wants to hear from us on that again. 
Now, Nick Torque, I won't be able to cover all of his trip to Tasmania, but it looked awesome. I would love to go to Tasmania, uh, which just means I have to come back to Australia, and we all have to go to Tasmania. Now, we had... um, Okay, so we've already talked about the crazy beer price thing, right? We did that already. Yes. Did we? Uh, Okay, good. Have we? Maybe not. I don't know. That's fine. I posted an article from that other half Chicago had to. They priced its beer so badly that Paste Magazine wrote an article that it was a nationwide problem, (laughs) (laughs) which you know you fucked up when that happens. If you do such a bad job pricing your beer that they're like, we've, we're fucking up in the whole country. <laughs> the problem was they were a pint of fucking like broccoli or whatever from other half in Chicago was $17 or something, which is like Wrigley field plus five prices. Um, so they just fucked up bad and they fixed it. Um, but they fucked up so bad that they had to write an article about people fucking up about people's about beer pricing is too insane. Now I will say I craft beer is obviously more expensive. It's do I think it's, uh, have I been priced out? Well, clearly not. Cause I talk about buying fucking idiot beers like a moron yep, all the time, yep. but you know, I can go to, I can go to, um, I go to stamp and I get a Kolsch for $6, a, a, thir- a 14, a big stange, like the large Kolsch stange, not the little seven ounce one. Is is six bucks? That that seems good to me, right? That seems fair. Six dollars US yep. for you Fucking know nice. beer that came from came from Germany. I think that's fine. Um, now, so, now like a Beechwood IPA, we'll say from um from a for the McKeg, I, a pint will be eight, and I think that's again, I think that makes sense. That's a seven percent um, IPA, eight bucks US. That'd be what like eleven or eleven fifty or something yeah. Australian. Now, that doesn't seem crazy to me, does it? I mean, that seems fine. Um, so I don't think there's any more of a pricing problem with this than there is a pricing problem with everything else in the country, uh, according to whoever. Uh, thanks, Joe Brandon. You know, stuff's expensive. <laughs> yep. You know, the cost of things is going up sort of rapidly because for a long time we have not actually paid the cost of things here. Um so I think we're having to deal with that a little bit, but beer doesn't seem to be the place where I feel the pinch so bad. Like, like I said, I've said on this show many times and to- and Tony loses his fucking mind over it. I can get a four pack of D star for $25. Yep. That's Just- pretty good. You know? So <laughs> it's not really an insane, this isn't a, this isn't, I don't, I don't think it's a nationwide problem. I think these guys fucked up and they fucked up in such a compelling way that somebody had to write an article about it, which I just honestly is really fucking funny. So I'm glad it happened. Yep. So there's that. Uh, Corey drinking some coffee shop vibes, nitro from side project. Hell yeah. Brewery of the year. Well-deserved. This looks delicious. Um, now, uh, we've got, uh, it was a good pricing discussion, I guess. Max allotment back at it. Max allotment drinking some, uh, Proclivity from Suarez, a pineapple sage country beer. Uh, it's a looks like it's a fun saison. I think that's pretty cool. This costs sixteen bucks for a seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle. So that that ain't too bad, huh? And then we had Nick. We had Nick in Tasmania. Uh, he said they they uh, it's like a mini version of New Zealand without the very funny talkers. Um, 
I only know the funny talking New Zealanders from Flight of the Concords, so that's that's my only take on funny talking New Zealanders. And that's how that oh, came? and that, yeah, yeah, it does make sense. It is funny. So they went. He so got a okay. So this place right off the bat, we're just going to read a couple of these because this one right off the bat that he went to sounds like so in my wheelhouse. Two meter tall, a hundred percent spontaneous farmhouse brewery, a full a few clicks from Hobart, in the middle of the hop growing region. Uh, they're doing a Carwin tap takeover everything all top notch this place is right in my fucking space right here i want this so bad so that's cool um he went to the fox the original fox friday tap room um he uh he's got some other ones in here got some good looking food if you guys want to see everything that nick was getting into get into our discord if you need tasmania reps uh rex get in there um all this shit looks fantastic. It makes me jealous that I didn't have the time to go there. But, hey, it sounds like there could be another. There's another time maybe uh, here in the future. So uh, this place looks wonderful. Uh, Max, drinking some Tonewood pills. Um, he said it's actually kind of dull. It's an Italian pills from Tonewood. I, I do want to try some Tonewood, but he says it's kind of one-dimensional. Um which uh, I can see that I, I actually have had some hoppy Pilsner lately that didn't really sing in like a multi-dimensional way. Uh, we had um, just more, 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 more Tasmania. Um, now I did see this Tony that he did. He thought he, there's a picture here. He thinks only you can explain, but I remember that you told me these square turds are wombat turds. Correct. Yep. Yeah, we got Womp Cube Turds. If you want to see a cubed shit, it's on our Discord. Uh, we also have Max drinking a classic beer. He had to shovel. Their weather's terrible. And Edmund Fitzgerald from Great Lakes. I mean, that's an all-timer. Uh, world-class porter. Absolutely. Corey back at Side Project drinking some Firestone, a Firestone Walker collab. Hell yeah. And some Hellas. Good stuff. Uh, great stuff in the beer chat over the last couple weeks. Thank you, everybody, for all of that. And I think we could do a little mail keg, huh? Yeah, we can certainly do a little mail keg. All right, we got a couple questions from Corey. Let's do the first one from the 10th. What are your thoughts on this new gadget shipping to the U.S.? Brews 12 pints. But the cost of the current kits puts it around two twenty-five to three dollars a pint. I've seen targeted ads for this guy anywhere between ninety-nine and one hundred and forty-nine dollars. Limited recipes out there, but a few more are slated to launch. Is this a glorified Mister Beer or an affordable Pico Brew? Now let's take a look at this thing. I, I purposefully have not looked at it. It's called the Pinter. Oh, I've seen this thing before. <laughs> All right, I already know this thing. I swear we've talked about this before, but if we haven't, um, so this thing has a little tap on it. It's it's it looks it looks I don't like Mister B. It looks like a Mister Beer, doesn't it? But it's got like better. It's not. It's at least like fully sealed. Yep. Um. What's our what's our, how's it work? Show me some recipes. Uh, we got any recipes here? Uh, it says you can make award-winning fresh beers, hard ciders, IPAs, lagers, and hard fruit ciders. Okay, a lager. Well, maybe, I guess. Uh, show me the beers, baby. So we have some Yeasty Boys. Is that, isn't that that New Zealand? Yep, they're New Zealand. And we have some Space Hopper West Coast. 
Um, okay, so we have a sunlit lager. They have very few recipes. So to 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 Corey's point, yeah, we got a, a couple hard ciders. So this, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you the vibes I get from this, and uh, I, I don't know how many people are be familiar with this. Tony, do you remember? Are you familiar with the Juicero? Yes, I think we've definitely talked about the Juicero. If we this haven't, has, it was a phenomenal I, flop. I see this thing with the bag, and I'm like, is this just squeezing the beer? I mean, I think it's doing a little more than just squeezing beer out of a packet. But the Juicero, all it did famously was have two metal plates that squeeze juice out of a packet of juice. They didn't yeah. actually do anything. Um, I think this is doing more than that. I, I believe it must ferment in some way into that thing. Yeah, I think the advantage of this thing is it does the fermentation and then has a way of, like, separating it from the trub, it, whether it's just right. using geometry um, and then it, it pressurises and you can pour out of the same vessel. Uh, I, th- I think it's actually somewhere in between those two things you mentioned, which doesn't necessarily think I mean – sorry, I'll rephrase that. It doesn't necessarily – mean that I think it'll be successful, but I do think it falls somewhere in between a Pico brew, which is an established tool um, that you can fully personalise and produce quality beer and, say, a Mr. Beer that is really just a fermentation bucket and cheap ingredients. This, I think, is high-quality ingredients without the ability to personalise um, but without the flexibility of, say, a Pico brew. I still think this is a right. way into the industry. I don't know who this is serving, though. Um, is it serving beer nerds? I wouldn't be doing this personally. To me, it's the device you have when you kind of like craft beer. If you really like craft beer and want to brew it, you're going to have some other system, Pico brew, Brewzilla, uh, or a three-vessel system or something. You're going to put together something if you really want to brew. Otherwise, you're going to spend that budget just on beer, on quality beer and, and good beer rather than this beer that I don't care how clean you think you're going to be will never be as good as those big breweries because yeah. you don't have the, the the benefit of scale. I'm dying to know what one of these tastes like, but it's it's a two hundred dollars. I don't want to buy it. Um, it'll be fine beer. It'll, it'll be inoffensive. It'll yeah. be ninety five percent of the quality. There'll be more work than you think. Um, yep. But the question is, why? When you've got Corey's and you've why? got the Silver Stamp, why? why? Yeah, that's the thing, right? So it is cheaper, yep. supposedly. But are, are you getting the? Is it scratching the itch? You know what I mean? That's the that's the real question. All right, Tony, one more, uh, one more mail keg question we got um, from Corey here. Uh, We have the, uh, with all of Middle America buzzing over the Applebee's date night pass launch today, I'm curious, what restaurant would you shell out $200 for such a pass, and how much longer will Applebee's be in business? So you get uh, this date night pass. It gives you... um, $30 $30 of food and non-alcoholic beverages per use per week for a year. Um, so there are 16 locations that aren't doing it. Uh, none of them are in Nevada, thank God. 
But first of all, Tony, I just want to say that $30 at Applebee's sounds like the worst fucking date ever. Um, <laughs> you, you will be, you will not be, your, your penis will not be getting involved in anything after the $30 Applebee's date. Um, and Applebee's is quite bad. So, uh, Tony, is there a restaurant where you would like a, a chain restaurant where you would participate in such a thing? I was just trying to think we, cause you know, that sort of that middle, like Denny's Applebee waffle house thing doesn't exist to the same, um, prevalence in Australia. You witnessed it. You saw it. Um, you'd really have to be going to fast food. And is there any fast food in Melbourne or in, in my local area? Not, not really. No, I I can't think of anything that I'd want to repeatedly go back to once a week and eat. No. Now, are there smaller places that I could eat through their entire menu in a year? And go back and start again? Yeah. But they're not the businesses you're talking about. We're talking about businesses that are businesses of scale and that do things to a price and can afford these margins. Uh, Nothing that I can think of in Australia exists in that that arena. And I understand what you're saying about Applebee's. I've had it once. Uh, It was uh, your classic... Like cheap diner food, it's not, and not even. As, I, I'd, I'd rather take you to the Binion's coffee shop. I mean, that's, yep. <laughs> that's better and cheaper. Tony, I'd pay thirty bucks, or I'd pay two hundred dollars to get thirty dollars at Taco Bell a week, and I wouldn't even feel like I had to use it for two hundred dollars. Just for the record, <laughs> I don't think they'd ever offer that because they don't need to. Yep, Applebee's needs to because they fucking suck. But I would absolutely. I, I'd do it for White Castle too. White Castle, uh, what else is around here? Um, yeah, White Castle, Taco Bell, not Jack in the Box. Definitely uh, not Jack in the Box. But yeah, White, Ca- White Castle, I need to revisit. That's uh, I don't have a fair idea of where White Castle's at, where it, where it relates in the Australian fast food market. Now, when you start going up the chain, you start talking about Five Guys or Culver or Irv's yep. or one of those places. They'd never do that. Yeah, I'd yeah. love that. Culver's would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, Culver's, any of those, right? So, Five so Guys, in and out Culver's, all that shit would be good as hell. But they just won't. They don't need to. They yeah. would never do that. I probably spent more than $200 a year at Culver's uh, just going to Culver's. Yep. Why would they do this? You know what I mean? Same with Blona. Sure, Blona, I'd love that, but. I just eating a beef sandwich anyway, so you need to do that. Yeah, and, and that was going to be the the one place we we do um, sometimes see, um, like that would be appropriate for that is a place called Grill, which is just a burger burger chain, and really the burger chain uh, isn't that high quality that I would want to eat there on a regular basis. It really. Um, Grilled is just not somewhere I would want to spend that money. That's the only chain in Australia I can even think of that is, is in that Applebee's realm. It isn't Culver. So um, just, um, yeah, not for me. All right, Tony, I guess that's enough with this fast food shit. So I got my, listen, you know, in and out you give me 200 bucks, I, I would go nuts in and out, but we, you know, 
we just won't. They're just not going to do that. So we're just stuck with this. Del Taco, fuck that though. Del Taco, I'm out. Mm-mm. Don't need <laughs> that. Let's move on. Let's do the logger of the week. Oh shit! Sorry, I thought we were doing more in Discord. So let me find. No, nope, I'm done with that. Fuck that. <laughs> Griff's Logger of the Week. Griff's Logger of the Week. All right, Tony, my Logger of the Week is the one I just drank. It's Chili Bin by Burgeon. Uh, they did it in collaboration with McElhenney Brewing Company. It's a New Zealand Pilsner uh, hopped intensely with Freestyle Hops, Nel- Freestyle Hops Nelson, Nelson Sub-Zero Hop Keef. And New Zealand hops nectar on. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, it's for, that's probably the company. So yeah, you got freestyle. You got the Nelson Sub Zero Keef, and you got the uh, nectar on. So, uh, I mean, it's. I would argue it is actually a little bit one dimensional. It's just blasting you with hop flavor. But man, is it fun to drink? Um, tastes great. I uh, I loved it. The New Zealand pills from Virgin really tasty. How about you, Tony? Mine was one that I had. At Fox Friday, it was a Mexican lager called Gone Fishing. Uh, clean, crisp, clear, just it's what I started when I got there. It's what I wanted to great. have, and it was everything you want out of a craft um, like Mexican lager. It's it's it still wants to be approachable, you still want to crush the hell out of it, but it, it's just done perfectly, and that was um, an outstanding beer. So really enjoyed that. It was a great way to kick it off. Awesome. When, when you have like oat creams and everything else around it that are that are sexier, the Everyday Pilsner was great. I forget one. That, that might have been called Everyday Pilsner. I don't know. It, it, it's part of their core range. It was nice too, but um, the Mexican Lager, which was a limited release, was very, very delicious. Fantastic. Love it. All right. How about the beers of the week? I know people haven't heard that for a while, but we'll leave it for another time when I need to look up what my best beer is going to be. In this case, again, it's another one of the Fox Friday beers. It is um, a beer called Red Tape. It was an oat cream, and people um, at the Christmas party are coming up to me. They're like, what is an oat cream? I'm like, you heard of a Nipah? It's basically just a... Pretty much just that, yeah. Yeah, a lot more oats in it. In the Australian style, it tends to be a little bit gloopier. But you've had oat creams. You had um, yep. mountain cultures. No, other half. And other half. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They're delicious. And, and this was an 8%er that was just banging. What about Fantastic. yourself? I got I to gotta go with this one. It was uh, not necessarily this week, more like a couple weeks ago. But we hadn't gotten to it. This is called Cyrus. It's a rye wine from Perennial. Uh it's uh, aged in Willet rye barrels for 24 months, resulting in notes of amaretto, port, and caramel. Uh, it is a fantastic uh, rye wine, spicy and um, very caramely, very barley wine-like, but uh, just in- insanely drinkable for what it was. Only only 12%, Tony. So uh, really, really amazing. I thought this was a fantastic beer. A sh- kind of not a shocker. I, I expected this to be amazing. 
anything from perennial like this, but yep. one of those ones that flew under the radar for me a little bit. And I pulled it out and I said, this boy, this is, this is a great beer. Brought it to stamp. It was really wonderful. So shout out to perennial for delivering yet again. They always do. Um, hey, an early contender for the 2024 beer of the uh, brewery of the year. Maybe we'll see. Ooh, All right, Tony. Cool. First, yeah, right. Just, just sign the check. Um, let's go do some. We haven't done it in a while. How about some hyper beer nerd dork shit news? Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. I was on top of that uh, one. Yeah. You're gonna love this one. This is this is a throwback to last year. Columbus Craft Brewery using AI genetic engineer AI comma genetic engineering to brew opening next month in former platform brewing space. So this is a brewery uh, called Species X Beer Project uh, that is uh, showing up, and they're going to be doing AI and genetic engineering to make beer. So what does that mean? Um, Can I tell you what it means? Right. It means they are using um, trendy ingredients in a Mad Lib style. Well, the AI part, maybe. But apparently they're going to be... um, Here, let's read this. According to an interview last year with Bo Warren, who is the former Virginia Tech football player, uh, who was also the barrel program and lab manager at Aslan Brewing Company, which is in um, Virginia. So they will be... uh, manipulating the biological ingredients found in beer, mainly it's yeast. They're going to lean into the gen- into genetic engineering referred to by Warren as forced evolution of yeast species to achieve unique flavor profiles. He'll also be incorporating and cultivating yeast strains that are sometimes hundreds of years old and AI technology to help select recipes and more. Now, they will not be using any of these genetic fucking... Um, Forced evolutions, well, maybe, actually, because they'll be uh, making deli sandwiches and homemade focaccia bread. So maybe that focaccia will use some genetically enhanced yeast. Who knows? Extra bubbly. I'm, I'm struggling to understand what they're doing with the, um, with the genetic engineering part of it then. Harnessing the wild and the engineered, the human and the artificial, the very old and the yet to be discovered, we're experimenting with AI data modeling, wild spore fermentation, wild caught yeast fermentation, genetic engineering, and more to define the future of sustainable brewing. So, A, here's the first thing I'm going to tell you they're doing. They're trying to get venture capital. They're trying to get private equity. Yes. All those words are the words you use when you're a fucking ed tech company trying to get private equity. Can I tell you where they're also using AI? In their press releases. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, Now, also, uh, I would say, um, you know, here's the thing with beer drinkers. And I think beer drinkers, you you and I, I would say, are pretty, not not to pat ourselves on the back. You know, I love doing that. I I do think we are so good at drinking beer. We kick ass at it. We are pretty fucking good. We're pretty uh, sophisticated beer drinkers in a lot of ways, right? I'm not saying that we only drink with our pinkies out and only drink the world's fanciest beers, but we have a nice grasp of um, 
the world, right? Tony, you're, 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 you're brewing beer. You're professionally, you're making real beer in a real brew house. Uh, I am an idiot who, who has drank many different styles of beer and has a good understanding. I'm well-educated in the world of, of beer drinking. Uh, but I read this and I say, what, uh, why, now, why? Now I asked two questions. What the fuck are you talking about? Is my first question, and my second question is, I don't give a shit. That's not a question. That's a statement. But that is my <laughs> second thing I'm saying is, fuck you. I don't care. I don't. I mean, I'm sure these are perfectly nice guys. I shouldn't be that cruel to them. But, but it's I would thing. not go to a brewery. This doesn't matter to me. Why yeah. does the beer taste good? Does the beer taste good? What type of beer are you making? Is it yummy? And do you have good food? That's all I care about. I don't care if well, you no, feed if, that, if you feed the recipe into into um, recipe creator eight billion x point forty eight, and it says we make this. You know, I don't care. Is it yum? Is it good? <laughs> tell me that. Why is it good? This doesn't tell me anything about what the beer is going to taste like or if it's good. Yeah. Tell the question that you want to ask rather than the statement that you made that, that you don't care, the question you want to ask is why should I care? Now, why should a, I care? Right, yeah. exactly. Or why should I, like, not go to your brand? Like, we've talked about brands that fuck this up all the time, your hill farmsteads, your um, brew dogs. They fuck it up because of the statements they make, and that's why we shouldn't care about their beer. Why should we care about your beer? That doesn't tell us that. There are um, breweries that push things forward, um, that um, have become sustainable, that do make whatever token effort. That's why we should care about those things because they resonate They're- with us. And it's by the same token, that's why some people should drink um, bad, overpriced, on special $9.99 six-packs. Uh, from our favourite brewer, is because it resonates with them. But this resonates with nobody other than tech bros, right. and tech bros don't drink anything. Well, and other than green juice, if there is, if there is anyone out there that is not is not going to be creating a sustainable future, it's tech bros and AI guys. Yes, that is not. The, you can you can tell me all you want about hey AI, AI is going to solve all of our problems. They haven't solved, you know what, try to make a weird, try to make a hand that doesn't look like shit, you know, and try doing that first. Mid journey you know? getting there. I know they're getting better, but this, this is not, there are far more sustainable breweries that are sustainable business wise that have better environmental practices that are, aren't doing, they're doing stuff. I don't want to say ancient because they have nice new equipment and stuff, but they're doing it much closer to the traditional way than they are to the new to using AI and genetically altering yeast strains in these whatever they might be genetically altering it, but they're not busy telling me all this uh, uh, gobbledygook about yeah. this. I, I just this just feels like they're 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 talking a lot for the sake of talking a lot and trying to get money. Well, presumably. at the very start of the article, we had about Bo Warren, like. Why not lead with the fact that he's the um, barrel program and land manager from Aslan Brewing Co? We don't need to know that he was a former v- Virginia Tech football player, do we? If he's serious about He was this? a center, if you're wondering. 
he played center. He was uh, uh, he's from Centerville High School, um, presumably in Virginia. Yep, no, Clifton, Virginia, and uh, like outside of one center, can you name me another center that isn't a former Chicago player? Absolutely not. There's no way. Um, I can only name. Like the yeah, yeah, that's the only center I could ever name is that one guy. Well, no, you can name one at the moment because he is one of the Kelsey brothers. Oh, true, true. yeah, uh, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He is the center. So there you go. I could name one other. All they had to do was be the brother of the guy who's fucking Taylor Swift. Hey. Otherwise, I'm screwed. Um, <laughs> so there you go. That so if you're in Columbus, I guess. I mean, I guess my other question is, listen. Like I said, we're sophist- we're pretty sophisticated beer people. We're on a podcast right now. The people listening to this are very sophisticated because they found our podcast, a miracle in itself. So uh, if you don't care and if I don't care about this, will the people of Columbus, Ohio give a shit? No. And they're paying if they're paying nine dollars for an AI generated pint. I would say unlikely. Uh, but I suppose we will find out. Best of luck. Maybe, you know what? If if they make great beer, then I'll care. Just like any of these things. Yep. Next up, Tony. Hey, guess what's coming up? The Super Bowl will be coming soon, Tony. It's going to be here in Vegas. Crazy, huh? Isn't that wild? It is. Um, but uh, you know what else is coming? I won't be going. <laughs> that would be funny, though, wouldn't it, if I got tickets? You think Phobes is going to go to the Super Bowl, Tony? No. Four racks, maybe, yeah, but not, well, not Phobes. All right, all right. I, you know what? I, I think you're right, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Coors Light Super Bowl ad gives fans a chance to ride on its silver beer train. A hundred passengers can book virtual seats as part of the Droga Five ad. I don't, I don't know what that is, which revives the Silver Bullet as the Chill Train. So all aboard the Chill Train. This is going to be a Super Bowl commercial. Oh no! I, I put a link here. We're going to have to. We're going to have to do a. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to do a little uh, cheating Cheer. here, so I can actually read the article. Uh, hold on, hold on, gang. I'm we're on all the right. PR news. We're good. News. Now, now. Uh, In 2005, Coors Light iconic trade made its debut, bringing chill across America. Now, after 12 long years away, it's making a triumphant return, travelling straight from the Rockies to spread good vibes and deliver cause like coast to coast. Oh, yeah, here we go. I found it. I got it. All right. Yeah, so they're, um, <laughs> they're uh, you know, Anheuser-Busch is not doing, they don't have sole ownership of the Super Bowl anymore, so they're running this 30-second spot. They're going to have this chill train. Uh, I do not know what virtually riding the chill train will be like, but it will fly by quickly during the broadcast. It says it moves at 900 miles an hour. Um, and I guess it will digitally insert a hundred fans into the vehicle's cars during the commercial. So you could be digitally riding the train, drinking your AI generated beer, riding around on the Super Bowl commercial, Tony. Cool. Dude. Yeah, hell yeah. That sounds great. Yay. Um, is this one of I'm the... I'm not sure I get this. This is another one that seems like it's passed I, me by. I don't know why I would do this. Ah, you know why you do this. It's because you can release your ad 
before the Super Bowl, but without releasing your ad. So people oh. are still going to look forward to it. That's what right. no, this I is know, all about. I know why Coors Light would do it. I mean, kind of. <laughs> Here you go, dude. This is so funny. I'm not fucking kidding you, dude. I'm scrolling through this article about the chill train on Yahoo Finance. And I got to the third from the last paragraph. Fourth from the last paragraph, sorry. Coors Light has benefited from chief competitor Bud Light getting swept up in controversy last year over a partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. The misfire, one of the highest profile instances of a brand becoming embattled in culture wars, has led Molson Coors to significantly ramp up marketing spending. Ramp up marketing spending. So no shit for, for that poor son of a bitch, Dylan Mulvaney. Gets wrapped up in this fucking article about the chill train in Yahoo Finance. Oh, for fuck's sake. Poor person Googling their name and being Yahoo Finance. What the fuck? (laughs) Give me a break. Oh, God. So that's that's pretty funny and and depressing at the same time. Uh, So I will not be boarding the chill train. I don't think I have the money for it. Hey, side note, Tony, and I know we've had a million of them. Uh, there's a, um, that Super Bowl weekend is going to have all these fucking crazy parties and all that shit. And I won't be able to, obviously won't, will not be participating in any of it, but I did get something. I got this ad that popped up for me that, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this restaurant, but the alchemist, which is a restaurant in Copenhagen, that's sort of not in the Noma family, but Noma adjacent Yeah, is a very fancy restaurant. Well, the chef's going to be here doing Circle Bowl weekend and is doing a pop-up at this thing called Camp. And I got an ad serve for it from this thing, from this event that's doing events all around the, the world next year. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, it said inquire at this email address. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to see what it's like. This this thing only has 100 followers. So I bet I could get in, you know, maybe, you know, if it's, what, 500, 750 bucks, like the Alchemist menu costs, yep. you know, maybe I'd do it because I, I don't have to fly to Copenhagen. To do it, that's cool, you know, and it's impossible to get a pets. table at that restaurant. Yeah, so let's let's see how it goes. And um, so I email him. And I get an email back today, and Tony, I'm not, I'm not fucking kidding you. What do you think this costs? Super Bowl weekend, right? So it's a shared table experience um, for okay. uh, on on Thursday or Friday night that that week weekend, Thursday and Friday. So I mean, these are the early days. And there's a, a range of the ticket costs. Let's see if you can get you can guess the high end of the ticket cost. It's a based on the night and the pairing choice. I I would say it's very hard for me to say because I've been jaded. per person. This is per person. I yeah, want that clear. Yeah. And but I've been jaded by the Grand Prix. So whatever number okay. you're thinking of, I'm probably thinking of a higher number. All right, well, tell me what you think the higher number is. 22,000. Okay, you went way high. Okay. Okay. It's 10,000 10, each. I wasn't that $10,000. I was, I, you probably would have thought, hey, he's going to go under here and he's going to go under by more than that. He's going to say four grand. But dude, I was gonna I thought it would be like I'm like, listen, the most they'll say it, I probably wouldn't do it, is twelve hundred, fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. It's just a it's like a it's like an eight course tasting menu by a chef that nobody here knows. He's fucking from Denmark. 
But here's the thing. What you are serving is something on an event weekend where there are going to be more people in Vegas than normal and you're trying to create an exclusive right. experience purely based on price tag. And that's what it comes yeah, down to. They, this was a price tag move and, and this is what they did during the Grand Prix as well. Not that most of those things even sold. That didn't fucking matter. It yeah. is the creating scarcity by creating a barrier entry that is based around the price tag. It has no relevance to the quality of the food, the cost of the chef, the cost of the event. Um, that, to me, and I was probably thinking Australian dollars, so I'm probably closer than you think. I'm going to give myself credit for that. All right. Yeah, 10000 bucks. I couldn't believe it. Maybe I guess I'm still I'm still naive because that's what you pay to go to like the charity ball uh, is five thousand a plate or maybe even twenty five hundred a plate to go to like the to be a rich person at the charity gala for um, some you know fancy autism charity or something. Yep. But going to some fucking, I mean, this is going to be at a warehouse. I'm not fucking with you. It's at like a warehouse in Vegas yep. uh, off the strip and get served like lobster and steak or whatever. And some nitro, you know, some um, nitroglycerin food or whatever it is, or nitro, li- liquid nitrogen, <laughs> uh, maybe nitroglycerin. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's going to be the menu shit. I don't know. But um, the, uh, I just, I 10,000 bucks just, I, I think I was hopeful too. I think that's part of it. I was like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to do, right? Maybe I would pay, you know, 750 bucks, thousand bucks. No, fuck me. You go to hell, bitch. You ain't doing that. You think you're something that you're not cool. So I'm not cool. I won't be doing anything. I, I think, um, uh, Saturday we're going, we're going to brave it and not go to the strip. We're going to go to a restaurant with some friends on Saturday, but it, it's a way off strip restaurant. So I don't have to really deal with it. So. That's probably the biggest thing I'll do. Otherwise, I'll be sitting in my house eating nachos. It's going to be great. Now, last thing, Tony. Uh, I had to get a Bud Light story in. Uh, Bud Light weighs in on Taylor Swift NFL buzz. Great headline, Newsweek. Does not sound like it's been written by a robot at all. Uh, It's actually by Shannon Power, pop culture and entertainment reporter. Bud Light is weighed in. Of course, is... The uh, relative to Max Power, who mm. we all know, Max Power, is Homer yeah. Simpson. Name, named after a hairdryer. Yep. Um, Bud Light is weighed in on the Taylor Swift buzz sweeping the NFL as she dates Kansas City Chiefs star Travis Kelsey. <clears throat> so uh, what happened? Nothing. So here's the first bit of it is just about... Uh, they went public with the relationship. We know that uh, Kelsey scored two touchdowns, assisted by quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Yes, that's how they say it. Um, blah, blah, blah. Beh- sitting behind Swift was Kelsey's brother and Philadelphia Eagles player Jason Kelsey, who went viral for ripping his shirt off and swigging Bud Light after his brother's first touchdown. That was funny. I saw it. Um, now, He's a character. See- He is a character. CBS broadcast the game and later shared a slow motion version of the trio celebrating to X, formerly Twitter, and that was reposted by Bud Light. 
Don't let anyone tell you differently. This is peak football watching form. The beer brand captioned the post. Uh, now this is now just so you know, Tony Bud Light is the latest company or person to be fixated with Swift's presence at Chiefs games, which has seen a vi- rise in viewership and sales of NFL merchandise. This and now hold on, the company has also enlisted Travis Kelsey for various promotional campaigns after it faced a national boycott for partnering with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney in March 2023. It hired her to promote its March Madness. Com- okay. So yet again, yeah, it goes back Still to the. Mulvaney. It's funny when you were mentioning mentioning that Amazing. I knew um, that in the uh, last article it was going to also mention the Dylan Mulvaney thing and about how she has affected Bud sales and therefore they've got more aggressive with advertising and this whole Taylor Swift is part of it. I swear to God, they're on a word count. And they were, every time they need an extra paragraph in this shit, they're like, oh, yeah, let's put something about that Bud Light. Wasn't there something going on with Bud Light? Yep. And you're writing an article about Coors Light. You're like, yeah, 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 whatever. I'll fit it in there. Not, no problem. It's fine. Uh, really good. All right, Tony. Uh, we do have some time for a game, I think. Uh, now, we know we got our March Madness bracket. It's coming up. I'm excited because boy, is that some now I, at the same now on one hand I say that's free content for me. I don't really have to think what? or like come up with a cool game. On the other hand, once I start doing it, it's actually much harder than almost anything else I do all year is doing the whole bracket and coming up with the angle for it and doing all that shit. So uh, I thought I'd give myself a little practice. We have the Super Bowl coming up. We always do have a Super Bowl game. Now, that's different than this one. So I'm saving that one for prior to Super Bowl week when we face the two teams off in a winner-takes-all bloodbath of untrapped uh, between the two two of the biggest breweries or many of the biggest breweries, actually, not even just the breweries. It's, it's some of the most popular beers from the two winning cities. This time, I thought we'd do a little practice bracket. Uh, throwback to last year, and maybe we could pick the Super Bowl teams and see what who who are who who our listeners should bet on. You know, based on the types of beer they can get in these towns. So I've got a uh, a little um, championship week bracket facing off the uh, the cities, uh, and specifically the the big breweries in these cities, or at least the ones that came into my by big, I mean they're the first ones I thought of, uh, <laughs> and put them in a little bracket here and. Uh, Tony, I think we could hit the Untrap theme for this one. Okay, let me find that because I wasn't sure which theme you were going to go with. Uh, here we go. Yeah. And we're sending our love down the way. All the way down. We're sending our love down the way. Damn. Oh, feels good. It's been a while since we heard that doing all this other bullshit we've been doing, huh? Yeah, it, it oh, is like man. a country right. pair of thongs. <laughs> I only wear one thong at a time. Uh, all right. Um, first one I got for you. Dirty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> Tony, the two uh, the the two games this year we got. Of course, you know how the NFL works. We have the NFC 
and the AFC. Uh, I'm not going to go back to the 60s and explain to you why those things are the way they are. Uh, well, maybe. Well, nah, I'll just skip it. But uh, in the NFC, Tony, uh, we'll start with them. The NFC matchup is the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, San Francisco, famously excellent beer city. Uh, yep. Uh, and uh, a, the Detroit, you will not believe this, the Detroit Lions will be pay, playing in the NFC Championship. A mind-blowing thing to think about. Um, somebody posted something the other day, Tony. This is just me reciting memes, but whatever. Was um, the last time the... It was like last time the graphics, the last time the Lions won a playoff game and the graphics now, and it was like a modern Madden, you know, the, the hyper-realistic Madden graphics. Yep. And then the last time they won a playoff game was like 1993. So it was the little <laughs> digital ambulance driving onto the field from like Madden 92 or whatever the fuck. It's really funny. Um, so anyways, we got the Lions and the 49ers. So the brewery I picked for San Francisco was a favorite of mine from San Francisco. I couldn't do Anchor. You know Anchor would be the obvious choice. Yep. Um, without Anchor, there, there's not really a big, giant brewery in my mind that's San Francisco-specific. You could argue that Russian River, they're in that that's, area. They're in Santa Rosa. Yeah. That's a little bit ways out to me. That's in, that's up in Sonoma County. It's a whole other thing. Um, there's probably there's many smaller breweries you could pick out. In that area, I'm sure there's some Oakland breweries you could pick out. To me, it's the one that has a few locations and has always stood out for me. It's Cellar Maker. Uh, Cellar Maker okay. makes all kinds of excellent beer of many different styles. West Coast IPA, pretty well known for hazy IPA. Um, they have an Oakland base, a production space, and then a few San Francisco spots. I actually have been there many years ago, early on in their opening. Um, and I was just blown away by their beers. I thought they taste incredible and I didn't even hear of them. And now they're, they're, they're all over the place. So we don't get them here, but their beers are lovely. So cellar maker is the San Francisco representative for Detroit. Now Detroit, I had a harder time with, and I actually did have to go outside the city <laughs> to pick a Detroit brewery that I really, really liked and, and could speak to. And so for Detroit and they do have a Detroit location, so we can go with that, uh, is in Ann Arbor. They're from Dexter, Michigan, uh, near Ann Arbor, which is just outside of Detroit, uh, where the University of Michigan is. It's Jolly Pumpkin. Tony, cool. Jolly Pumpkin, Artisan Ales. Uh, make some of the best farmhouse beer in the country. Yep. Always have. They briefly had a Chicago location, which was awesome. But, of course, it, you know nothing from out of town can survive in Chicago. Good luck, other half. But uh, these guys couldn't quite make it. <laughs> So we're going to face these two breweries off against each other in a brewery-wide untapped rating. Um, so I'll give you the, the stats. Jolly yep. Pumpkin has 630,041 ratings over their 352 beers. Uh, their most popular beer, most checked-in beer, is Oro de Calabaza, which is a Belgian strong golden ale brewed in the Franco-Belgian tradition of strong golden ales. Their number two most popular beer um, is Bam Beer, an amazing beer, an artisanal farmhouse ale, golden, naturally cloudy, bottle conditioned, and dry hopped for a refreshing balance of spicy malts, hops, and yeast. They make a lot of sour. They make a lot of farmhouse. 
I actually am missing Jolly Pumpkin right now thinking about these beers. These beers are so fire. Um, really, really good shit. So Jolly Pumpkin and then Cellar Maker. Uh, so Jolly, I don't know. Do you want to guess the rating first? Actually, how do we do this? You usually just guess the winner. Yeah. Um, so Cellar Maker has... Um, 395,829 ratings over 623 beers. So you know that's a modern brewery. They're making a whole shitload of various beers. Yep. And their most popular one is coffee. Funny enough, I think it's because they make a different IPA every week, pretty much. Their most popular steady beer is a beer called Coffee and Cigarettes, a lightly smoked coffee porter made with a touch of German beechwood smoked malt and uh, high-quality English malts. And two pounds of Sightglass Columbia Finca Madrigal Coffee. Boy, that beer sounds good, doesn't it? It does. And it is good because I've had it. And a million <laughs> IPAs after that. So there you go. Cellar Maker and Jolly Pumpkin. Who do you got in the NFC Championship? Is it San Francisco or Detroit? Got to jump on the back of Matt Stafford. He's carrying us through on victory. Does he play for the Lions? Uh, no, I believe you're thinking of many years ago. Uh, I think it's Jared Goff, the, the uh, Rams and the Lions traded quarterbacks many years ago. Um, Stafford won the Super Bowl with the Rams uh, after he was go. traded, and now Jared Goff is on the Lions and doing good. Well, I'm sorry, he's going to defeat um, Colin Kaepernick in the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. I've got to go with Jolly Pumpkin only because I know them. Uh, did you want me to take a guess now at the brewery ratings? Um, you could if you like. Yeah, I will. I'm, I'm going to say that because we've got such a wide variety of beers, uh, these are not sort of their, their standout beers. So with Jolly Pumpkin, I'm going to go with 4.02 and mm-hmm. uh, the San Francisco one, 3.98. As the average, Tony, I, I love your. Um, I, I think if I had to choose a brewery to, if I had to, if I had to drop one brewery off the cliff, I would have gone your way, and I would have felt really painful about it because I do like Cellar Maker. Yep. But unfortunately, now you may are, have to hold off these ratings till the end. I understand that. Yep. In fairness, I, but people are uneasy about sour, so uh, Cellar Maker. Is goes through the winner. Okay. So I make it go through San Francisco is the winner there. So the other side of this, so, so seller maker reaches the, uh, beer engine pod, super spooper bowl. And, uh, so we have the other two teams. Now, Tony, the other two teams, you're going to be familiar with these guys, the Kansas city chiefs. There's only one brewery you can pick to represent Kansas city. I tried oh boy, to think of another one. I was like, man, boy, I've never, I always pick Boulevard for Kansas city, but I guess <laughs> there's just no other way to represent Kansas city than Boulevard. So it has to be Boulevard and Boulevard. If you're wondering, has 3.16 million ratings <laughs> across 331 beers. So half the amount of beers seller maker has ever made with 10 times the ratings. Um, so there you go, Boulevard. Uh, we all know what they make, right? Are we all familiar? They obviously uh, make a, a steady set of beers that are like your pale pills, wheat, Boulevard wheat, one of the most popular beers in the U.S. Um, that's not a uh, fucking bud. 
Yep. And uh, then all these Belgians and barrel-aged stuff, which as much as you sit there and say, like, boy, this stuff's so bog-standard shelf turd, it always tastes awesome in Tank 7. <laughs> Those beers are always excellent. So Boulevard on one side. Now, Baltimore is the other team. Um, the Baltimore the Ravens. Oh. The Baltimore Orioles. Um, no, it's the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I've been to Baltimore. I, I was racking my brain trying to figure out what brewery should represent Baltimore. And it just had to be an old-school brewery yeah, a little bit. And it's Heavy Seas. Heavy okay. Seas beer has 1.008 million ratings, over 895 beers. Started in 1995. Now, now some of their beers, I was not as familiar with these guys before I went there. But they make um, Loose Cannon, which is sort of an old-school 90s American IPA. Simcoe Palisade and Centennial Hops. Um, they do make a lot of hoppy beer. They make a uh, they make some Imperial Stout. They make an ESB Winter Storm, a good ESB too. So they they make some they make good beer. I've been to their spot. It's it's tasty stuff. So um, heavy seas versus Boulevard. Who you got, Tony? Again, I have to go with the one that I know. I, like I, I vaguely remember you mentioning about heavy seas, but I and sounds like they make killer beer. But like, if I can't think of another brewery from that one area, I've got to go with Boulevard one hundred percent. Or do I? No, I can't change it. It is Boulevard. They are the ones that I'm going to go with. All right, go on Boulevard. And Tony, you're right. It's yes. uh, it's Boulevard through Kansas City through again. Everybody's rooting for Baltimore supposedly because we're all sick of Kansas City. Not me. I mean, I got friends from Kansas City, so I would be fine with Kansas City. Yep. So Boulevard I'm going goes to through. Write these two breweries. Um, for yep. We got Cellar Maker, Cellar Maker, and Boulevard. Who do you like? Give me the number for him. I okay. Um, I will just let me think. Okay, so I've got a uh, matchup here where I've got one brewery that I know fairly well and I know the sort of quality of beer they make and another one that I'm utterly confused about because um, to me from the outside looks like not a chain but like there are there are breweries like Dayton's and stuff that have, that have done this and I don't know whether yeah. I... I I think Cellar Maker is more like an I would I would say to help you out a little bit, yep. not to give you too much, is Cellar Maker is kinda like just to give you a view of what they're like, they're an other half uh, okay. like product for the West Coast. Um now they don't have as many locations as other half. Um they're not quite as big, but they're that type of brewing ethos, I would say. Gotcha. So barrel aged hops, um everything in a can. Um, but yummy and popular. Okay. It doesn't change that I've got to go Boulevard. Uh, okay. I think they're the winner. I'm going to upgrade my rating for Cellar Master, give them an error code, give them a 404. But Boulevard, wow. I'm going to give a 406. Wow, it's close for Tony. Tony, you almost hit the Cellar Maker rating on the head. Really? They're 
Hi. Unfortunately, the 3.1 million ratings for Boulevard uh, have dragged him down. Probably people rating fucking Pale Ale, two and a half or something. Yep. And Boulevard for those three million ratings, you can't you can't argue a 3.78, which is the second best rating in this group. <laughs> so three three and a half or whatever three something million ratings. They beat. They have a better rating than Jolly Pumpkin and a better rating than Heavy Seas, who each have like percentage points of the same rating or of the uh, check-ins they do. But so, th- according to the beer, to the Beer Engine Pod Predictor uh, uh, Calculator AI Genetic Engineering Calculator, <laughs> uh, Seller Maker, and San Francisco are going to come away with the Super Bowl. So what are the San Francisco, uh, what are the 49ers Super Bowl odds right now? Uh, win Super Bowl odds now. They're plus 140. So these are the shortest odds. <laughs> um, so if you if you want, listen, if you just want to go for the money, they're the favorite. Take that plus 140 and uh, run with it. You know, that, what's that, 100 bucks to win 140 bucks? Yep. Sure, uh, whatever. Now, if you if you like that, just Boulevard rating to um, uh, to check ins ratio. Maybe that should be a fun way I do the bragging, huh? Uh, the Chiefs are plus three twenty five. So you could uh, you know you could maybe come up with a different calculation that makes you feel good about your choice. Uh, who knows what would what would be good, but. In the end, it probably will just be San Francisco based on uh, this highly scientific method that we chose. So, Sorry, Tony. You don't win this bracket, but you know what? Maybe a little bit of practice for you for our March Madness bracket, bracket which will, of course, end in May sometime, I'm sure. Yes, of course. We, we're not going to get this thing done in time. No chance <laughs> at all. But we have a great time doing it. It's always fun. Don't care if anybody else yeah. likes it or not. But I think a lot to. of people actually love it, to be honest. I think it's probably <laughs> one of our most popular fucking things we do, even though it's totally loody. But, uh, Tony, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Sure, Will. You can find us on Untapped. Got to start doing that again. I'm being a bit uh, out of the loop with Untapped, but I've got to start doing it. You are Griff AD on Untapped. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. If you want to help support Griff's ability to drink some far-right beer, uh, you can do that at ko-fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast. And the great benefit there is you also help get me back to America. Yes. So that's a nice side benefit. Really what we're aiming for is to get uh, Griff to drink some anti-woke beer. Uh, you can send us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at beerenginepod. How did I do there, sir? Perfect, and and I did want to say uh, I would uh, I'm going to match any gifts I get also into the um, uh, into the uh, Kofi um, into the thing. So uh, thank you to our friend Corey who sent me a Vegas Vipers gift pack. Uh, the defunct Vegas Vipers. He sent me a hat, a Vegas <laughs> Vipers hat, and a. Um, Fucking two koozies for the Vegas Vipers who don't exist anymore. So I'm going to dump 15 bucks into the uh, into the Tony fund because Tony wow. doesn't get to share the gifts. I get the gifts. 
So if you guys send me beers or something, I will match the value of those and uh, plop it into the uh, fund. So if if you send me a bunch of shit uh, that that I'll hate or like, <laughs> um, I will put money in so that I have to eat shit and pay for it. And uh, if we get to two fifty that way, I will still I will still pay my nine ninety nine for my dog shit ass ultra right beer. The longer we w- now, the thing is, if the longer we wait to reach that number, and I bet these fuckers know this too, the worse that shit's gonna take because they will never brew another batch of it ever. <laughs> nope. We are working on we are working on the September batch of this beer. <laughs> we know we know it. So the longer we wait, the worse it's gonna taste. I just know we're getting screwed that way. So, anyways, I'm throwing fifteen bucks into the into the pot. Thank you, Corey, for your lovely gift. And uh, like I said, if you throw me any uh, random beers or any stuff, just tell me the value and I'll, I'll dump it into the, uh, well. the prize pool. So it'll be a good time. All right, gang. We'll be back next week for some more fun and games. Uh, thanks, everybody. And join our Discord and hang out with us. And farewell. Bye-bye. <laughs>